your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, Raiders' dad reminds us Justice Parker was the guy that intercepted that pass um, at Texas uh, to give uh, the Red Raiders a win to kind of preserve the preserve the win. During uh, if, the, if, the if I'm remembering, if I'm remembering correctly, we were down, and uh, it was a pass over the middle that they on a third and long that they shouldn't have thrown. They should have just punted and pushed us back. And it was a bad pass over the middle that Parker picked off and then ran down the the right sideline, the far side away from the press box. And then and then Shimanek, who didn't start the game, I think uh, McLean Carter had started the game. Shimanek had come off the bench, and then he, th- he threw the go-ahead touchdown. So um, it was just a really dumb play by the Longhorns. We're trying to run out the clock, and then on third and long – you know, the last thing you want to do is turn it over and give them a chance to run it back right. close, and and that and that I, I that's the way I remember it. I could be wrong; somebody can correct me on that. But I think we were down before the pick; like we didn't have much of a shot. Like if they had just thrown an incompletion and punted, then we'd have had a long way to go to get down the field to go to, to get the go-ahead score. But instead, they threw a dumb pass that was maybe swoops. I can't I can't remember who the quarterback was for Texas. And then Shimanek had come off the bench to get the win because it was, it was a bit ugly. <laughs> it was a bit ugly. I think McLean <laughs> Carter started that game. <laughs> I think you're, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. I'd have to go back and look at the at the box score. Um, but like, I think without the interception, we wouldn't have won the game. Right. Yeah, it would have been really difficult for us to win right. the game. I, I just, I can't remember who all was there. I just remember being on the sideline at a practice the next spring and. And Kingsbury and some other guys were talking about it, and Coach Kingsbury's like, "Yeah, well, not for you know Justice Parker. I don't know if we'd be here right now. I mean, I think he was kind of joking about it, but not mm-hmm. joking about it. You know, there was kind of there was kind of that, you know, the kind yeah. of mod kind of humor, kind of yeah, sure, you, you know, sure. that you kind of look at when you yeah. when you look at your when you look at yourself. And I just go back to the little mini press conference right afterwards where. Kirby Hocutt said he was coming back as the head coach and said uh, that that game was not the deciding factor. Yeah, I think you even asked that that Kirby that question. And uh, and he he said what you just said to you yeah. so, and to the others that were standing so, there. So either the thought that is either inaccurate or as far as he wouldn't have come back without winning that game. Well, Kirby lied. <laughs> one, it's a one or the other. Right. It's one or the other. Yeah, I don't. I'm, well, Kirby made the statement. Kingsbury said it maybe, if not for Justice yeah. Parker, yeah. if yeah. not, if not, yeah. yeah. we, yeah. right. maybe we wouldn't be here right but now. But like right. Chuck said, he was joking and sure, yeah, he's it joking, up a little bit. yucking it up a little bit. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. still kind of go, yeah, it, yeah, you know, it's awkward. You know, Coach Kingsbury <laughs> didn't joke a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I'll be curious. Um, SC plays at Colorado, and I don't know what his involvement is as a as an analyst in terms of game day. Um, but they they did say it has come out that Coach Kingsbury will be uh, at the Hall of Honor dinner and Hall of Fame dinner when he's inducted, along with others. 
So that's really cool. Uh, I don't know if or how Coach uh, Leach will be uh, represented, whether it's by his family or or others. Um, my understanding is just from what I've read that Coach King's or Coach Leach's family was informed uh, of the vote prior to um, prior to them putting his name on the ballot, and it's other members of uh, the Hall of Fame and Hall of Honor, and I think there's probably some committee people too that all vote on that. Rodney Allison's been quoted as saying it was like 92% or more. Um, so it was an overwhelming vote uh, for Mike Leach to be um, inducted into the uh, Hall of Honor. Um, there was a part of me that wondered, you know, if uh, Coach Leach's family would refuse any kind of, um, you know, acceptance or anything along these, these lines just because of all that transpired that, you know, who knows what his wishes would have been um, had he not, you know, passed away, uh, unfortunately. Just so, you know, tragic how you just, you're there on a Sunday afternoon probably watching football or something and have a heart attack and then, boom, gone. Uh, nobody there to, to revive you. Um, you know, obviously extremely sad. The other, you know, the other thing that's that's interesting to me, maybe not interesting to me, it's just a question that I have. Uh, it may be an odd question, but you know, if he hadn't died, how long would it have been before he would have been named to the Hall of Honor? Would it have been when he's in his 70s, well after he's done coaching? It certainly wouldn't have been this year. You definitely would have liked to think that it would have happened. Right. Yeah, but probably not this fast. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Probably not while he was still coaching. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and who knows how much longer he was uh, he was going to coach, but, I mean, he's still relatively young man I'd, I'd like to think he was a relatively young man because he's younger than me by just a matter of months mm-hmm. and he was the first coach that where i when i looked up and looked at his birthday i went oh god i'm i'm now older than the head football coach at texas tech it's kind of an odd it's kind of an odd feeling oh yeah yeah it was just weird I mean, so because you're saying you're younger than spike i was <laughs> yeah i mean it, but you know when you think i mean you just think of your own kind of mortality when you start you know, kind of going, oh, wait, that guy's... And now they're way younger than you. <laughs> now it's not even close. <laughs> now they're... Or at least me, not you, but me. Mm-hmm. Joy McGuire might be younger than you. Probably. Yeah. That's met, I have no idea, a, but probably... Maybe a probably, first. He's, it seems like he's probably about the same age around yeah, that area. Yeah. So just going back to it, Tech was trailing in that game 23-13. to 13. Uh, early on in the fourth quarter, and they were down 23-20 before the interception okay. and ended up coming down the field and getting the touchdown to take a 27-23 victory. Uh, others going into the uh, Hall of Fame class include Gonzalo Escobar from men's tennis. Man, I just – Great player. I was going to say, I just remember him as being a great player and Coach Tim Siegel always talking about – what a great player he was. I mean, mm-hmm. one of only three Red Raiders to compete in both the NCAA singles and doubles championships during his career. Finished runner-up nationally in doubles uh, with his teammate. Mm, was such a run for the yeah. – such a fun run to the national championship mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. – those um, for he and his teammate. This is before my time. I, I don't know her. I just know of her accomplishment. Kathy Carlson also on the tennis side from the women's tennis team from 84 to 88 will go in. Uh, Kim Kaufman, I remember her and what a terrific golfer she was uh, for uh, Texas Tech. And um, she was uh, 
uh, a player that had 15 career top 10 finishes, seven top five, uh, and that was during the 12-13 season alone, a two-time All-Big 12 selection. Obviously very worthy. Um, talked about Kingsbury. Greg Lowry, um, you'd have to be an old, kind of an old-timer to remember him. He played 1970-72, uh, to 72, so we're talking, you know, 50 years ago uh, when he was a player. But, I mean, they had great teams, um, you know, in the 60s and, and even in the 50s um, at Texas Tech. He was um, a guard, All-Southwest Conference, in all three seasons that he played. Remember, freshmen weren't eligible to play when he was uh, when he was a player for Texas Tech. He was the sophomore of the year, which essentially is the freshman of the year, you know, in today's world. Um, sure. And you'll love this, Jamie. He was a 48% shooter from the field. And again, this is before the three-point shot. Nice. And an 85, 84% free throw shooter um, on the season. Uh, Matt Wingo, uh, who he bridged both uh, the Dykes and the Leach era, played for uh, – no, he was just in the Dykes era. I'm sorry, 88 to 91. So he was, uh, he was before uh, Coach Leach. Uh, but he was a guy that was uh, – Terrific on the defensive side. Sixth in Texas Tech history for career tackles uh, was Matt Wingo. And then uh, Jason Young. Um, I saw Ed Mooney at lunch yesterday, too. And Ed's a morning drive listener um, when he's not playing racquetball. He was really excited about Jason Young uh, getting in. Guy that uh, was a uh, an Olympic athlete uh, and uh, just a terrific uh, discus thrower and uh, champion. And so... Uh, Real excited about uh, Jason Young getting in from uh, track and field. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for the stay in sports history. Today is June the 15th, 2023. And here with those news and notes, Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1928 with Philadelphia A's baseball star Ty Cobb stealing home for a record 54th time. Wow. You'd think that they would do something about that when he was on third, right? Or at least be aware. <laughs> hey, that guy over there? He could be coming. He could, take, be, could be coming. Take that kind of falafel. <laughs> That's right. 1962, Philly scored 10 runs in an inning against the Reds en route to a 13-8 win. 1965, Detroit pitcher Denny McLean in relief. Strikes out seven batters, the first seven batters he faces, and would record 14 overall in six and two-thirds innings in a Tiger 6-5 win over the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Bill Freeman, his catcher, ties the record of 19 putouts. Bill Freeman was a, seemed like a baseball card that you would get occasionally in your bubblegum wrappers. Denny McLean, not so much. <laughs> So, when you think of the Astrodome, mm-hmm. eighth think, wonder of the world, you think of the eighth wonder of the world, you think of the, the roof, you mm-hmm. think of the the bad grass initially that they painted green, and right. you think of the AstroTurf. Think of the scoreboard, the exploding scoreboard. The scoreboard. Galleryfurniture.com bowl. Yeah. Where we lost East Carolina. You also think of, you know, the fact that you have a dome now. What should you not have? A rain out. Right? Yeah. They have well, a rainout on this day? On this day in seven, 1976, a rainout at the Astrodome because of heavy rains making it difficult for visiting team and umpires to get to the, the flooded streets yeah. in the stadium. Yeah, they couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I've had a rainout at a basketball game before, so 
Have you really? Beat that. Roof roof leaked? Yep. <laughs> Had to Let, basically delay it for a while, and then they just gave up because it was a blowout at halftime. Lady Raiders in the mid-'90s played in Arizona on an outdoor court, and that got rained either, out. It, either delayed by rain or rained out. Yikes. It did not, I don't believe they finished that game. And if you see your San Antonio Spurs fans walking around with their chest out a little bit today. Yeah. On this day in 2003, the Spurs beat the Nets 88-77 in game six for their franchise second title. Tim Duncan was the MVP. Yeah. And then 11 years later on this day, they beat the Miami Heat 104-87 in game five for their fifth NBA championship. Kawhi Leonard was the MVP that year. Is that their last one? have another one. I think that was their last one. 2014? It's been a while. Happy Lobster Day. Out. I will concede that Lobster is basically just a butter delivery device, but it is still really good. I am just not a butter guy. 2014 was their last championship. I don't really care for butter on very much of anything. I, I toast is about it. So the inside of lobster is not good. No, it is. It, it doesn't have like, like when you have a really good steak, you you there's the, a flavor of a steak there. Lobster kind of has a, well, it's got a a seafood type taste. There, it's not like an overpowering taste. The butter overpowers most types of lobster. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I'm a huge fan. My wallet isn't, but you know. That's two different kinds. Do you like Do you like lobster, Jamie? I've never had lobster before, okay. and I never will. Okay. Unless I'm, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Hanging out on the beach with Tom Hanks, and <laughs> I'm in desperation mode. Okay, <laughs> like like you're on a deserted island with Tom Hanks. Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I will agree with this thought off the East Point Center Chatland that crab is better than lobster. I will 100 percent agree with that. Okay. A uh, big birthday. Tom today. and I might eat those too in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> big birthday today from Red Raider Baseball. Cam Warren turns 28. How about 10? Mm-hmm. He uh, celebrates his. By birthday. big, you mean the hair, right? Uh, hair, yeah. batting. Personality. Personality is definitely big. Personality, <clears throat> accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much about Cam mm-hmm. is big. And we love him for it. Uh, he joined. He is joined on this. I, I see, I've seen people recently that are like, because there's you know the potential for extra coaches now in college baseball. People are wondering if Cam will take over a spot with the Red Raiders. I don't know. He's got himself a good role with the Red Raider club. I think mm-hmm. he's pretty good at that. I don't know. If, I don't know if he wants to be a coach or not. But if he's a coach, he can't hang out with you on occasion in the broadcast booth. Yeah, I missed him this year. Yeah. A lot of fun. And the realization, that's why you do that. <laughs> he uh, is joined by Ice Cube, celebrating birthday is 54. Mm. Courtney Cox, 59. Neil Patrick Harris, 50. Helen Hunt, 60. Cooper Cup, 30. Wade Boggs, 65. Tin Lincecum, 39. Andy Pettit, 50. Dusty Baker, 74. And Mike Holgram is 75. I would not have guessed that Andy Pettit was 50 and I would have mm-hmm. 
I don't know, maybe part of me would have said Wade Boggs older than 65. Or not, uh, wait, I might be a little surprised at Wade, Wade Boggs at 65. That surprises me a little bit. One of my most prized possessions is Andy Pettit autographed baseball. Yeah. From Andy Pettit Day at Yankee Stadium when they retired his jersey. That Ryan Shedder's dad got from Andy Pettit's dad to give to me. Yeah, I that's that I remember you telling that story. That was that's yeah. just awesome. That is one of my most prized pieces of memorabilia. On this day in twelve fifteen. So we're going way back. Way back. Following a revolt by the English nobility against his rule, King John puts his royal seal on the Magna Carta, or also uh, known as the Great Charter. Uh, the document, essentially a peace treaty between John and his barons, guaranteed that the king would respect the feudal rights of the, and privileges, uphold the freedom of the church, and maintain the nation's laws. Although more of a reactionary than a progressive document in its day, the Magna Carta is seen as one of the cornerstones in development of the democratic England by later generations. And that is this day in sports history. All right. <clears throat> 6.52 this morning on the morning drive. One thing from, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing from yesterday that really stood out to me uh, that we did not talk about, and I and I understand it, but I, I just, I remember the first time I found this out, I just thought this was just fascinating. So yesterday on this, on that day, in 1934, Max Bear won the world heavyweight boxing title. Okay. Okay. His son really became a little more popular than Max Bear in time because he was Jethro on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Max Bear Jr. And he looked like he could fight Mac, Max Bear. But Jethro was always, Jethro. I mean, Jethro Bodine. <laughs> Uh, he was a bull in a china cabinet. 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, PJ writes in, and I, I don't know. I've heard this, PJ. I don't know if today's the day or not. I don't know what how this is working. I don't even know if you will even call it like a merger. Uh, he says, any true to the merger that the Matador Club and Red Raider Club will announce a merger today. Uh I haven't heard anything official on this, whether it's today or at some point in time. What I have heard is that the Matador Club will be operated by the Red Raider Club as a means to further, I think, do have control of or facilitate or at least have a handle on all the name, image, and likeness stuff and payments to players and things along those lines. Okay, so I have heard that, and now I don't know how that what happens to the Red Raider Club in terms of their association with the university, if they have to formally separate from the university, even if it's a wink-wink, nod-nod kind of deal, or if you have to formally sever ties and it becomes its own operation. Uh, I think it makes sense if that's the case, so that it's all under kind of one roof, under one entity, um, so that you know people aren't confused as to how to make contributions if they want to do it in that fa former fashion to help, you know, the athletes. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense uh, from a business standpoint. Um, but I don't know if that's the if that's the case or not. So at any rate, uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's 
true or not. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have Ranger Baseball on the air for you tonight. Astros as well. Astros and the Nationals conclude their four-game series tonight on 100.7 The Score. 6.40 the broadcast time. Just after 7, play-by-play. And then Rangers and the Angels will do the same thing. Rangers won last night. 6-3 to three and uh, end their three-game losing streak. So we'll have that at 6.30 tonight in Balls and Strikes just after 7 uh, this evening here on Double T 97.3. Rangers are in town over the weekend, and they'll take on uh, the Toronto Blue Jays Friday, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Normally you would think, oh, man, what's the weather going to be like in Dallas? But since they've got a roof and uh, the cool comfort of 72 degrees, you don't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry. Yeah, don't have to worry. You can. Well, I bet they said the same thing about the Astrodome in '75 on this day in history. And it rained out. <laughs> just you know, let's sure. not uh, tempt Mother Nature here. No, I'm she, all for. I'm she all tends for to win these arguments. I'm all for all for tempting. Mm. Uh, this yeah. from the Ace Flooring Center chat line the with regard to storm that shut the city down for three days. Yeah, we are aware. Uh, this from the Ace Flooring Center chat line with regard to Texas Tech season tickets. Uh, the belief is. The high was 38,000. It's the first time we've eclipsed 30,000 at this point in the offseason since 2017, I believe. Okay. Uh, this, Chuck, how are we going to know they're doing a good job if you aren't able to inspect the site and give it your seal of approval? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see if I can do a better job of that. Okay. okay. Go over there and... It's just Take amazing it. how different it looks when you're in that area. No doubt. Without the double T there. Just, no doubt. Just that it's open through mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's just crazy. And then, it, I mean, to see the massive cranes up there, they're just crazy. And then there's, of course, there's another crane just close to it, yeah. you know, that's working on the water tower over there. So it's sure crane station over there. And that that one's across the Marsha Sharp. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's done. And they've got a double T on the side of the uh, the water tower, yeah, they do. Um, one thing I did notice, though, I, I didn't I didn't see the little trademark down in the, in the lower right hand corner on that on that water tower. So I don't know if it's I don't know if that's a official or a hijacked double T that the city has put over there. I wonder. I'm sure they got everybody to sign off on that. You right? would think so. Yeah, probably so. Probably just rustling. It's not feathers. like nobody's gonna notice, <laughs> right? I did. I did look for it. Going okay. Where's the Where's the little R down there? You know, for the trademark. You're like, you're like Clark's father-in-law, or was it his father? All the little lights aren't twinkling. Thanks, thanks for noticing, Dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's never good enough, is it? It's never, never good enough. Uh, it's funny because um, I saw some I just highlights. I thought you'd be pleased it wasn't Monterey colors. Or oh, yeah. No, or, I'm very pleased. That, it that, is new home colors, though. Red, oh, they're red and black? Are they red and black? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Lots of, you know, Cooper's red and black, too. Yes, they are. You know? Yeah. So it's okay. You know, lots of teams are. Lots Liberty's of teams are, not, though. What are they, red and blue? Yeah, I think they're like a navy, I think. Navy. Believe. Well, it makes sense. I mean, liberty, you know, like my tis of thee, you know, kind of, you know, United States flag waving and all that kind of stuff. Blue. Betsy Ross yesterday, flag day. 
the flag? Wouldn't you call the flag more royal? The navy? Would you call? What would you call the flag? Yeah, probably. Maybe a, it's a deep blue. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of in between. Yeah, yeah. Kind of in between. Yeah. Um, I saw this, and I thought you would you would have some, you, and you probably already know this. Michael Jordan's shoes from the flu game were auctioned off, and they were. This was the 25th anniversary uh, that they were auctioned off on from uh, 1990. I guess he wore them one season earlier in the famous flu game. They sold for more than a million dollars. How about that? Mm-hmm. And now after the last dance, people believe that it has to do with a pizza that he was given the night before. $1.38 million. Yeah. 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 Food poisoning. Uh, food can poison- food poisoning give you the flu? Well, it can make you sick. Maybe you have flu-like symptoms. Um, so can we still call it the flu game? <sighs> I just, I'm just wondering. I don't know. If we don't, there's going to be a lot of people that don't know what we're talking about. Should we be calling it the pizza game now? Yeah, the food poisoning game. doesn't. This article says the food poisoning game doesn't pack the same wallop, right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Wasn't Jordan, there also some speculation that he was hungover? Jordan had 38.7 rebounds, 5 assists, 44 minutes. He gave his... No, but he had also supposedly played 18 holes of golf the day before. Okay. So... Now that doesn't. That's not to say that you, the flu doesn't hit you at the night. Right. You know, at mm-hmm. night after right, right, you've right. had a normal day. You know, so I, I don't know what it was. Clearly, something wasn't right. He uh, he gave the shoes to the uh, ball boy of the Utah Jazz, a guy named Preston Truman. Gosh. And then Truman, he was autographed or photographed receiving the signed uh, sneaks from from Jordan, and that helped. Uh, sure. Some uh, letter that helped the authenticity of him, and he sold those um, f- fifteen years later to Gray Flannel Auctions in two thousand and thirteen for one hundred and four thousand dollars seven hundred and sixty five. So they they keep appreciating, but uh, man, now they sold for how much again? One point three eight million. Wow! Which that guy's kicking himself a little and bit. He's wishing he had waited a little. Sure, bit. sure. Man, the um, the last dance did a lot of different things and brought interest back to that era of mm-hmm. basketball. No doubt. I think it brought interest to the NBA, but it did so much for collectibles, both his cards and his shoes, that it just... It Increased the sent, value. Yeah, uh, sent everything to a new level. Even the new stuff that they're making, you know, there's just a major market for it now. They're remaking a lot of, uh, almost all of those old Jordans, and man, some of the prices are just crazy. Even as brand new shoes, brand new, yeah, yeah. they're not, they're not the, uh, you know, the real, real ones that were manufactured back mm-hmm. then. But you can get Jordan threes or Jordan fours or Jordan ones, whatever, um, from that were made in the eighties. They're replicas of them or whatever, and you're you can pay a thousand dollars for them. They're still good shoes. They're still comfortable. Uh, the Jordan ones were never comfortable. Okay, never comfortable. Um, but the Threes and fours, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but the Jordan 1s are selling like hotcakes right now. Hotcakes. Every, every, I mean, my, even like it's like a casual shoe for everybody. My teenage daughters have Jordan 1s because that's the, the, that era, that that age of kids love them. Hmm. Yeah. Do they play Do they play their sports in or? Are they they just, do not play in them, no. Okay. No. Do they sit on a shelf somewhere? Oh, they wear them. <laughs> oh, they wear them, okay. <laughs> they wear them. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like everybody, every kid, they have may have no interest in basketball mm-hmm. whatsoever. You go look at a local middle school or high school, and there's so many kids, boys, girls, littered with them, just everywhere. Wow! Wasn't that your gift to your groomsmen? I gave my groomsmen the last pair that Jordan wore for the Bulls. Yes, all of them got Jordans, but they were real ones. They weren't remade ones. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many groomsmen did you have? You remember how many on the I think side? There were five, five and then two little ones. Wow, well, the little ones yeah. get the ring. Yeah. The ring I was bear. working at Foot Locker, so I at the time, so <laughs> I got a discount. <laughs> got a discount. <laughs> my uh, my my nephew. Uh, and then we all wore them to the wedding reception. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we looked that's good. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, my nephew was probably, how old was Connor? Connor was probably, I don't know, three three or four at the time. Maybe, maybe he was the ring bearer, okay? Mm-hmm. And he thought, he, he, thought, he thought ring bearer was ring bear. And so he was growling as he went down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> you can see this. What's, what's his last name? Hines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He had this not his... even a little surprised. <laughs> he uh, and there was not an adult in his life to tell him well, differently. Well, I mean, yeah. here's here's the deal. It's just like the fact that you got to be in your sixties and didn't know how to say s'mores. By, by the way, um, by the way, the uh, the boys had s'more s'mores key, cheese chick, cheesecake last night for daughter number one's birthday. Mm-hmm. S'mores. S'mores? S'mores. S'mores? S'mores. S'mores. Whatever it is. Killing me small. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for, for, for young Connor, who's now a grown adult, now on, on his own and doing great, he, uh, he got more, I think, from his uncle and his uh, great-grandfather than he did his dad when it came to some of his shenanigans and maybe some of his behavior. So probably comes as no surprise that he was he had this grimace on his face as he was walking down the long aisle at First Methodist downtown. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. I also have a list I've been hanging on to, and maybe since we've been talking about collectibles and Jordan and the sneaks from the shoe game maybe this would be a good time to bring this list out so choice choice woodman turned me onto this list gave it to me so maybe we'll see see how good you are sneaks <laughs> sneaks yeah you like that sneaks i'm a sneakers guy okay sneaks shoes sneaks yeah, yeah. sneaks no, no sneaks no sneaks i don't sneaks. say sneaks but you, you can say sneaks okay. yeah sneaks you're i mean you're welcome to do whatever i don't wear them very often just don't say Sliders when you're talking about <laughs> my slides, slides, my slides, yeah. Sliders are mini cheeseburgers and um, and flip flip flops, my flip flops. Okay, uh, your question of the day, sir. I'm my question to you guys today in honor of Red Raider great Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. being named to the Texas Tech Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask you today to give me your number one, and maybe if you guys want, number, top two, one or two, whatever you guys want to do, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury moments slash game, whatever you want. Okay, man. It's up in the air. Man, we're, t- we're, we're talking about now having to go back to 2002, right? 
Well, he uh, played before them. 2002 but, wasn't his first year, was it? No, no. Ni- yeah. 1999, the... Right. Okay, so two, two games stand out to me, okay? And I, I don't have any numbers on either one of them, okay? And, and, and ironically, I think it's his kind of first big moment at Texas Tech and his last big home moment at Texas Tech, okay? His first big home moment was that Oklahoma game against, uh, you know, the final, final game of the 99 season where I don't know that anybody felt like he had any kind of a chance. Um, there were, you know, all kinds of rumors with regard to Spike Dykes and what was going to happen. You know, many would tell you that he was told that he was either going to be fired or he was going to have to retire after the North Texas game. And uh, there was, you know, a lot of, lot of discussion about that. We, we knew at that point in time that he was done, okay, going into that game, that that, that would be his last game. Uh, Texas Tech. I don't think anybody really thought going into that game, that stadium that you, I mean, it wasn't like Oklahoma was this just beast of a team, but still, I mean, you weren't very good and you won the game. And the freshman quarterback's the one that led you to that victory in uh, in Cliff Kingsbury. And then the, the last game that he played at home was against Texas. And I think people felt like that you had a, more than a chance that you had a really good team. But so did Texas, as I recall. And it was a great night, and uh, it was a full stadium. And the team performed, and he performed, and he won the game. So th- those are two games for me. Both of mine are off-the-field moments. That was the side of Cliff that we never got to see very often. One of them, there was a- another station in Dallas that was wanting to – record some uh, have cliff kingsbury do a lyric of uh, all i do is win oh yeah and uh i had the opportunity to be the one in here as the yes. building uh to record that with him so that we could send it to the guys over in dallas oh, i forgot and, all about this you know it was uh going to cliff kingsbury press conferences was you know very stale i guess is the way to put it he would answer questions he would um, go directly to the questions. There was no banter. It was he'd walk in, he'd answer questions, he'd walk out, and just the the human side of him in that of the. Do you have this? Do I, I don't have it. Any? I'm sure somewhere on a CD somewhere, but it's not oh, currently. I in thought the you were going to pull it out. I was going to be really impressed. But um, that that was just a fun experience that. I'd never had any conversation with Cliff like that, where it was, you know, back and forth. And, well, well, how should I say this? And we, we kind of talked about some things. He's like, all right, cool, that's cool. And, and he, does the, he does the thing, and it ran. It was great. That right there goes into all the other little stories you hear about Cliff doing things for people that just salt to the earth guy. The other one was another press conference. Where he made fun of Chuck for wearing shorts and sandals <laughs> to a press conference. <laughs> Both situations completely out of the normal character that meant that he got us, I guess is the way to put it. And that was that was a Monday, that was a Labor Day after the first game, and I walked in there wearing I think I had a t shirt and flip flops on and a shorts. And uh <laughs> just oozing with professionalism. He said Thanks for dressing up. 
Well, it was a casual day, obviously. I mean, <laughs> never got the compliment for wearing a coat and tie in there. But, you know, he, he enjoyed that. He enjoyed that, right? <laughs> the other, the, the, you know, the thing, the thing that I recall on that, on that, uh, that rap thing that he did. And I don't, I don't think you were with us yet. No, were he you, was. You were? We, I was. You were there? Okay. I just remember. I want to th- say Jamie was sitting next to me while we were doing it. Okay. I just remember. I remember getting chewed on for bringing Coach Kingsbury in after the after hours by a former boss. He was mad that I didn't because I, it wasn't on air. Well, I didn't go through him. I should have gone through him. It was my my mistake. But I got kind of dressed down a little bit for that. Well, that's okay. Um. The you know the the other thing that stood out to me was, uh, the you know yesterday they were talking on uh, on Tech Talk about they weren't sure if he was gonna and I don't know if he's gonna be at the game or not he's gonna be at the Hall of Fame dinner and Hall of Honor dinner, and I I thought to myself, well we'll know if he's there if he trots out there, because that was one of his great quotes with regard to the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Jamie, more yours? Yeah, I would like to answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got lost there. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to the Texas game in 2002. That's like my first, you know, like feel like awesome, awesome moment for Coach Kingsbury. You win that game at home. 473 and six touchdowns, but it was the double pass to Mickey Peters, Wes Welker, that uh, I remember so much in that game, late in that game, as you're you're trying to win that one. Um, He was amazing that night, and uh, it was beating the Longhorns. So that was... That was splendid. That was my first. That's that's probably one of my my favorite. And the other one, I'll go to a time when he was a coach was the uh, 2015 win over Texas. Little people, big mm-hmm. world game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, winning there like you did was awesome. But two of my favorite Red Raiders ever, Cliff Kingsbury and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick started that game not very. He, he didn't start it strong at all. Looked like he was a little bit overhyped uh, uh, as far as like his excitement level, and he was overthrowing everything. And I think it had so much to do with Pax, uh, Patrick being a, a Texas kid who, you know, grew up in East Texas, and, and you're in East Texas. All you hear about is the Aggies and the Longhorns, and you never hear about the Red Raiders. And I, I think Patrick really wanted to take it to him, and um, so he didn't start out real strong. But uh, after the game, there was a moment where the two met at the back of the end zone and uh, I happened to be standing close by and I'd never seen coach Kingsbury gives I've never seen him with so much emotion and I think it was actually caught on camera so it wasn't a great thing but he yelled blank yeah as he gave Patrick a big hug it was like their first <laughs> meeting after the game and you could just see the joy in the two of them and uh, so awesome. winning that game in Austin was phenomenal but Again, those two are two of my favorite Red Raiders ever, and the excitement on the faces of those two guys and seeing that moment was was pretty cool. So those those are those two games, and what came of them um, would be my two. One is a wasn't a player, one is a coach. That was really good. That was a Hall of Fame response there. Well, thanks. <laughs> it was really that was it was Hall of Fame response. Um, Hall of Honor, maybe. 
Hall of Honor. Because I'm not on the field. I no, won't be right. not on the field. You, you, not probably will, you probably will be in the Hall of Honor someday. <laughs> For what? You're you're announcing. <laughs> For what? You'll you you'll you'll be the guy that thirty years from now I'll, I'll hopefully uh, you know come back and sit in the on a plastic chair and at the Overton and they'll put a medal around you and and uh, and Jamie will medals? give us some. Yeah, you get you get you get a yeah, cool. medal. Yeah, they get a medal, and then they yeah. They, what they do is I, they have a medal, and then you you have to give it back to them, and they keep them each year. When you go back to the dinner, they have the, have your medal okay. there. All right, so I'll be honored for sitting next to Jeff Haxton. You knew Jeff Haxton, the yeah, Jeff Haxton. Right. You were there the moment that he caught the ball. Caught the ball, right? <laughs> uh, somebody said my favorite moment: him conducting the band after the Tangerine Bowl. That was uh, really special. One. Yep. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Encouraged to uh, you to take us take advantage of that and hit us up on the H4 Center chat line with your thoughts and comments. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you today. All right. Uh, this, Chuck, your property tax idea was shot down pretty quick, but you did get the conversation started. A half-cent sales tax proposal would allow each and every visitor, resident, and business to participate minimally noticed. Yeah. But my, my understanding is we're, we're maxed out on that, and I guess unless you can increase that, but I'm sure at some point in time people will increase that. But, yeah, that no, no. That was my thought, but it was uh, it was shot down pretty quick. Minimally noticed. See, there's somebody that did some math. Intelligent th- thinker there. Okay. Okay. Caden mm-hmm. uh, says this. Good morning, fellas from the oil patch. Good morning, Caden. Glad that you're with us today. And uh, those of you that are sand fighting out on your uh, tractor, you know, if you want to chime in as well, you can. Uh, look forward to hearing from you today as well. I don't know how the this these heating units that we're getting this week and over the next few days will do wonders for the cotton crop, Jamie. Yeah, ninety six, I think, on the schedule for today. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Good. So, so see, that'll that'll make that'll make it just pop, pop right up out of the ground. Summer is officially here. Yeah, and we're we're halfway through the month of June too. Uh, you asked um, half an hour ago, favorite Cliff Kingsbury moment. Do you um, do you have a favorite Mike Leach moment from his time here? Um, you know him dominating the Aggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a pirate can beat a soldier moment. That 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 came through my mind too. Yeah, um, I mean, if there was just one game, mm-hmm. Oh, it would be hard to beat 2008 against Texas, right? Sure, right. Um, the game in College Station with the Robert Johnson catch would would be way up there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you were going off of press conferences and stuff off the field, you could probably list more of those almost <laughs> than the games right, right. with Leach. Right. Yeah. Right. Did you have a, Did you ever have? Did you have very many? Um, any personal interactions with him that kind of made you, uh, that gave you hum- humor or left your head scratching or anything like that? Yeah, I, I, I felt like I had a lot of them. I would always go to those um, 
they're recruiting roundup things in East Texas or mm-hmm. in the Metroplex. I would drive from East Texas and go there. I, I think the, the, I don't know, not that this is that crazy. I'm sure other people have way crazier ones, but I remember once where um, coming to a spring football game and standing in line to get him to sign a football. And uh, I guess I had a specific Sharpie that I wanted to, him to use for the ball, but they had plenty of them laid out. And so he signed it, and then as he was signing it, he was chit-chatting with me. He was he was great. He was, you know, interacting. And um, I started walking away, and then I was like, oh, that's that's my Sharpie. And he's like, oh, yeah, here's your Or maybe he said, oh, this isn't this your Sharpie? So he hands me the Sharpie, and as I'm, I'm trying, I'm starting to walk away because mm-hmm. I'm being respectful of the people behind me that are waiting to get their, their ball or helmet signed. He wouldn't stop talking to me. And he was like, hey, have you ever had Sharpie, uh, like, issues with Sharpie on things? And I was like, <laughs> not that I can remember, Coach. He's like, so we had one of our kids, when they were young, just took the cap off, walked through the house, just <laughs> up and down the walls. And he's like, you know the darndest thing that will work to get Sharpie out of walls? I was like, and, and I'm at this point, I'm, like, looking back at the person. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. This is not me. This is him. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, coach. What do you, you know, what do you, what do you use? And he's like, hairspray. See, my wife and I, we got down our hands and knees. We did, one of us would spray the hairspray. The rest of it, the other one would have soap and water. It would come right off. So we just moved through the house. And this kid, man, and he's just telling the story. This kid just walked along. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> or she, I don't remember. But he's just going on and on with the story. He's like, hairspray, hairspray will work. So we got down our hands and knees. We had a bucket of water. And you can hear him. I mean, he's describing everything. Bucket of water and soap. And one of us, we'd squirt it. The other one, you know, like Mr. Miyagi, wax on. We would walk, you know, clean it off. And then we'd move five feet. Did he use a Mr. Miyagi? I, I, I don't think he did okay. <laughs> i don't remember but i mean he just kept going and kept going he was giving me every detail mm-hmm. of the story and meanwhile there's a hundred people waiting in line to get his autograph and i'm feeling mm-hmm. terrible for the people behind me and i'm like it, it's not it's it's him it's not me <laughs> but i thoroughly enjoyed the conversation i just felt bad but it, it, that was a my funny i guess my funniest uh coach leach moment i think lincoln rally though has one it's very similar where they were in the middle of a a practice a, a film session and mike's phone rings mike picks it up and talks to the guy and talks to him for like 15 20 minutes and meanwhile lincoln can't leave because you know he's the ga and at that point he can't leave until the head coach does and the phone gets disconnected mike leach calls the guy back they have another like 15 20 minute conversation Mike comes back and Lincoln being, you know, what was that? I was wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, do you think over time, and maybe we're starting, maybe we're starting to see some of this. Do you think people will be able to separate those that were here from the beginning and and experience the, the ending too? Do you think people will be able to separate the two over time? Or do you think that's already taken place? The, the the good times with versus how it ended and and the postscript of the suing of the university and things along those lines do you think we can can we get to a point where that will be separate or will that always be the st- part of the story i think it'll always be part of the story and especially if you're someone that he you know when i say the word attack or whatever i don't mean 
you know, physically, mm-hmm. but verbally. I mean, you take some of that personal. It's, it's right? only na- it would only be natural, yeah. right? And, I mean, so a lot of people in the athletic department, you could totally understand where it would be really hard for them mm-hmm. to just forget about all of that. And that's why I say, uh, you know, I, I think it's awesome that the, that the athletic department is honoring him this way because there could have been people over there that said no way, no how. Yeah. You know, and, and or or tried to at least. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, it appears that that wasn't the case. I don't know. Maybe there was, and they lost out on the vote. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, and you know what? I guess there's part of me that says it shouldn't, it shouldn't disappear because it, it, it I mean, you know, it happened. Yeah. Right? It happened. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Sweep, I don't it, mean sweep it under the rug, but I mean, it's, just the. It's just a crazy, crazy story. I mean, even. My wife was asking me yesterday, now didn't he was fired by us, right? Now we're putting him now we're honoring him and I'm like, it's a crazy story. There's no question about it. But um again, it's easy for a person like me that I'm just claiming to be a fan of eh, I just want to forget about the negative and focus on how much fun we had when sure. he was our head coach. And and if I'm being fair, those people in the athletic department, some of them that were, you know, had to take it personally it's a lot got to be a lot harder for them to do that yeah because they're not just a ho-hum fan you know like i am this has been the morning drive podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com